Hi, and welcome to The Voice of Value, an API podcast about Australia's property industry and its people. I'm Ben Dorrington, editor of the Australia and New Zealand Property Journal. This week, the API is heading to Chinchilla, the melon capital of Australia, to promote the property profession and learn more about our industry's work in regional areas. Chinchilla is in the Western Downs region of Queensland and hosts the famous Chinchilla Melon Festival every two years. So to learn more about life as a valuer in regional areas, we're speaking to Tom Kasky, a certified practicing valuer at Optian in nearby Toowoomba. Welcome, Tom. It's great to have you with us. Yeah, good morning, Ben. Th- thanks for having me on. Now, Tom, to kick things off, just can you tell me a bit about your role and your career journey so far? Uh, ben, my, my career journey so far, I started working as a cadet valuer in 2011, right after leaving school. I've uh, been working at the same place ever since, which is Option in Toowoomba. I've uh, been in the industry for over 12 years now. I did um, did my university studies fully externally while working as a cadet full-time. In my opinion, this was a great way of doing the course. You sort of you get to learn on the go, and a lot of the, a lot of the uni subjects make a lot more sense when you're when you're working sort of full time as a valuer. And my, my role in Fumba is completing mainly residential rural lifestyle and specialising in larger rural type properties such as grazing and cropping operations. I've had a little bit of experience in chicken farms, intensive small crops, and some commercial valuations as well, but only only if they're very desperate. But um, yeah, so <laughs> doing um, you know, I grew up on a grazing property south of Mitchell in Queensland. My my family are still out there, and um, and my brother and I bought a property sort of not too far from our fam- family property a couple of years ago. So so do, doing rural valuations is sort of makes makes a lot more sense to me having grown up on the property so that's why i sort of chose to specialize in the in the rural area yeah excellent and and i guess what led you to working in property in general um i've always had an interest in in property ben i'm, I'm not sure not sure what, what it is but I, i've always sort of wanted to wasn't sure where in property i wanted to work but when i was in when i was in grade 12 a job up job opportunity came up at at Toowoomba in the Toowoomba office where, where I'm working now. So I, I walked down to our walked down to the office where, where we sort of where, where we've spent most of my time working in in my school uniform and my blazer dress and I sat for the job <laughs> interview and um and got got the job. So yeah I've been working there working working there ever since. Oh wow. Um yeah start, early starter that's that's impressive. Mm. And then yeah. um Sorry. It's, no, that's that's good. It was um yeah, sort of walking walking down there. I wasn't entirely sure what um what property valuation or what what sort of what it entailed, but but obviously um obviously as soon as you start as a cadet, you pick it up pretty quick. So yeah, it's been um it's been it's been a good journey so far. Interesting journey. Fantastic. Now we know regional areas need more valuers. So can you tell us what it's like to live and work as a valuer in a regional area? And I guess what are the highlights? It's it's a it's a great job, Ben. Like what what I love most about it is, I suppose every day is completely different. Like we go to we go to all different parts of sort of south southwest, southern, western Queensland. We do all different property types. We meet different people. Every every day is different. And I suppose that's what that's what I, I like about it most. I suppose that that would be a highlight for me is the fact that you just you're always out and about. You're always you know you're driving on people's properties. 
I've inspected some amazing properties over the years, like large-scale rural operations, um, various sort of like prestigious residential houses to really, really nice high-end rural lifestyle properties would be, I suppose, some of the highlights for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess one area of valuations that you would get exposure to are agricultural valuations. So can you maybe tell me about the highlights and the challenges of valuing farms and other sort of properties like that? Uh, Some of the challenges, I suppose, would be in contrast to what I said above is because each day is completely different. So so you're trying to stay relevant with in different areas, just trying to stay up up to date with, you know, different markets for residential, rural lifestyle, rural. And, you you, you know, you might be in, in sort of the southern downs one day and then you're in western Queensland a couple of days later. So you're just trying to – they could be two completely different sort of markets and, and you're just trying to stay – relevant with in each of those areas but also not just not just with the property market with the rural stuff you're you're trying to stay relevant with with the industries as well like um your cattle sheep goats cropping poultry small crops like vegetables and things like that like you're trying to sort of stay stay up to date and and relevant with with the with the industries you're valuing in as well yeah, I actually now that you've you've listed out all of those categories or those different types of sort of farming operations, that's yep. actually so much to keep abreast of. Mm. Like that is so many, and I imagine they all have their own sort of intricacies or their own yeah. sort of like diff- the small differences, right? Yeah, and and getting back to I suppose the start of our conversation, it sort of helped helped with with me sort of growing up on a on a on a rural property, and and with my brother and I now having a property, it's it, that's that's very much help helped because we have sort of cattle, sheep, and goats. It's very much helped, you know, stay relevant with with those markets. But then when you're doing sort of you know the small cropping stuff or the the you know the the broad acre sort of irrigated cropping properties and things like that, it's um you just yeah it's it's hard. But you got to just when you're doing inspections, you got to when you when you're sort of chatting to the property owners and you're inspecting their property. It's um it's vital that that you are across sort of where the industries are at and and how they're sort of going and or travelling that season as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, is it fair to say you're a part-time farmer as well as a valuer? Nah, I'm, <laughs> my 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 brother would very much disagree. He would say, he would say <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a I'm a full-time valuer, but I um <laughs> yeah I sort of do do the the bookkeeping and help with the decision making and sort of liaise with the with the bank managers with with our property and that that's been I found that to be so helpful now with my, my with my rural valuation work just understanding understanding the operations more understanding people's sort of business structure understanding you know everything behind the scenes that that you don't or you, you might pick up a lot of people might pick up when they're doing the valuation but but it's sort of everything else that goes goes on behind the scenes of a of a farming or an agricultural operation mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I, I imagine you must have some really interesting stories from working out there. I mean, can you just share some of those or some of the most interesting experiences <laughs> out there? Yeah, geez, it's um, obviously it's hard. Twelve, twelve <laughs> years, twelve years. It, every day, every day, every time you head out, Ben, there's funny stories. Um, there's pro- probably some of some of the, some of the ones that come to mind would be typing reports upstairs in Western Queensland pubs, 
uh, dogs at houses that were supposed to be tied up. There's always that, – that happens quite regularly. Um, there's, there's a time – I remember I'm not naming names. There was a, a, a cadet that ordered oysters for dinner. We were about 800, 850 k's from the from the closest ocean, and um, I think he was wondering the next day why his tummy was a bit upset. But oh, I, don't, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that mistake's been made again. Um, I could probably I could probably break it down into two in, into a funny story, and then a, then a sort of a more interesting story. If you'd like, I could mm. I could start with the um, I could start with a funny story. We um, every 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 few years it's happened a, a few times where we've um, we've won a, a government contract which involves doing curbside valuation assessments on a large number of the government houses across sort of southern Queensland. I think I think last time we did it, there might have been um, six or seven hundred houses that we had to do curbside assessments for. So they were. You know, all all over the place in all all sort of small country towns, and there was a an, another valuer wasn't me actually, which was good. But he was uh, when when you do the valuations, you have to drive down drive down the street, and the um, one of the requirements is to get a photo of the front of the house. And in yes. some of these streets, there could be you know ten to fifteen houses that are all sort of government owned in the same street. And he was he was driving along, thinking he was doing a pretty good job, getting a photo of, of the front of the houses, sort of without without anyone anyone seeing him. He got to the end of the cul-de-sac and turned around, and he was sort of taking photos as he was leaving the street, uh, thinking again, thinking he was going pretty well. And then he looked in his revision mirror, and had a had a mob of dis- disgruntled residents chasing after <laughs> his car. <laughs> so I think I think he sped up sped up and got got out of that street pretty quickly. Oh but, no. Um, <laughs> That was a that was a, a funny story of sort of yeah, some, of, some of the work we had to do. But um, maybe onto a more interesting story. Um, a few years ago, uh, we we had the privilege of valuing a, a very prestigious horse stud and spelling complex near Toowoomba. And uh, at this time, the, the the horse stud was home to one of Australia's leading sires. So the day that we were there, they had um they had all these um. Amazing, some of the some of Australia and around the world's most famous mares there, for um you know to for the rendezvous with this leading sire. But that was that was oh. pretty cool and completely unexpected. But yeah, so yeah. that's just I suppose two very very different <laughs> different stories, but yeah, sort of absolutely. all fall under the same same banner of valuation. You were in the presence of racing royalty. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that um uh, about sort of getting around on motorbikes around properties to value stuff. Can you tell, tell me a bit yeah. more about that? Yes, some of some of the rural places you, you go to, you sort of meet the, you know, meet the farmer there, and you either jump in, jump in his buggy, or jump, jump in the back. Of the, when I was a cadet, I remember spending a lot of time in the, because um, a lot of the farmers just have, just have a, a ute with sort of two seats in the front, so I'd spend a bit of time, a fair bit of time in the back of the ute. Driving around inspecting the property while the while the registered veyer and the, and the grazier or the farmer was in the front of the ute. But there's been a, there was a time actually it was only it was not long ago maybe last year I, I got to a place it was a it was a rural place north of Tallwood and um, there, there'd been a lot of rain recently so they couldn't it was the road was sort of you know wasn't you weren't able to drive into the house so they just left a, a motorbike at the front gate for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, had to jump on the motorbike with all my with my tablet and all my gear and the laser and everything, and then drive the motorbike along this oh, wow. <laughs> slippery muddy road into the house, and then and then sort of do the do the inspection from there. But even 
even expanding on that, a lot of the a lot of the, the sort of the the values that I work with that have been in the industry for for you know a long time, like they, they tell stories about about doing inspections and things like that on on horseback when they're working for the lands department and the VGs wow. and things like that. So so a motorbike doesn't seem too bad when you, when you, when you talk to them about about how how they did some inspections. <laughs> Absolutely, horseback. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, fascinating. That is, it's just such a interesting and different experience. Um, yeah. out in the regional areas yeah and, and it's and it's it's such, such a good experience like like for obviously for for you know country people and things like that riding motorbikes and you know driving buggies and and four wheels and things like that it's um it's second nature but even <laughs> some of some of the cadets we have in our in our office now working with us that sort of haven't had that exposure it's all it's very eye-opening for them when we go to to sort of see you know the the rural operations and, and things like that yeah, that is some serious on-the-job learning. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, the API is working on promoting the work of valuers in regional and re- rural areas. Sorry. So, uh, you know, what do you think would help raise the profile of valuers out in these areas? Uh, ben, I think I think what what you're doing now is a great start. Like, this is the first time that I can I can recall someone from our office sort of being interviewed, especially especially for a podcast. Uh, but for for me, a, a, a big one, in, in my opinion, would be having career days at, at schools and things like that. I found in my own experience that that even when I when I sort of going back 12 years, like when when a, a job interview came up for a property value, I was in grade 12. I, I'd sort of no idea what a, what a property valuer did, and I've done I've done career days at, at I've done career day once at a, at a school sort of too far from Toowoomba. And I remember having a chat to kids there, and and they were in the same boat as me, not not being aware of of you know property valuation as as a profession, and and I think there's a huge opportunity there for rural kids, especially kids that go away away to boarding schools, and and that, that would be where I, what I'd be targeting. I'd be targeting boarding schools because they've got they've got kids there that have so much knowledge from growing up on on the land, so much irreplaceable knowledge about you know, stock, you know, farming with your cropping and then you've got growing up on a property, you understand the, the day-to-day operations of a business and, and that knowledge is is irreplaceable in, in property valuation. Being able to talk to, you know, a farmer or a grazier, you know, confidently about his stock, confidently about his country type is, is all sort of second nature to these rural kids. And and I found mm. that a lot, even a lot of parents now are saying to to like or using myself as an example, like if you want to come back, come back and work on the property, um, we'd like you to go away, get a trade, or go away and get a university degree. And and I, I see I see property valuation as, as such a good such a good tool, even if you are going back to the land, because you understand mm. you know relationships between bank managers and, and and everything like that. But even mm. even more so, I think it's a it's a huge opportunity for the API to be to be sort of targeting some of these kids in regional areas, even high schools in like in Chinchilla, as we were talking about at the start, like mm. going to their high schools and and just making the year twelve students, year eleven students aware of of the profession and 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 sort of what what they do. Like if if someone if someone told me before the job interview that there's a job out there where I get to you know, go to people's properties. I get to drive, you know, drive drive around and 
in, in their buggy or on the four-wheeler on a motorbike and do rural valuations talking about their stock, talking about their land, talking about, you know, the productivity and, and, and everything of their, their business. And that would have been that would have been very much appealing to me. It was sort of just by chance that I fell into fell into this profession. But I, I just think like getting back to getting back to your question question mm. um, about promoting it in regional areas, just career days at schools would, would probably be a, um, a, a big one for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great idea. The API team who is who is going to be on the ground at the Chinchilla Melon Festival is actually planning a trip to at least one of the schools in the region. Yep. So it's definitely a start. And there's I know our team and our organization is yeah looking to do more and more. Mm-hmm. But a uh, great mm-hmm. idea. A sort of an, another another idea I was thinking about is is even having like in these regional in these regional centres having having a presence having a presence at functions like every every country town in Queensland has a has a race has a races um, shows you know even even doing functions lunch functions where you invite people of property whether it be real estate agents bank managers or even other professionals and, and just sort of Having having like a get together or catch up or something like that just to just to sort of get the get the get the name out there get the profession out there. Absolutely, I can I, I can't see any complaints sending mm. staff to, uh, to <laughs> one of the local races, local races and long lunches and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. um, well, that's a great idea. Those are great ideas. Sorry, and then um, so finally, I guess what's your advice, Tom? For anyone interested in working in a regional area in the valuation profession, I suppose my advice would be aimed more towards people who who weren't interested in working in regional areas. I, I can understand people's apprehension of leaving the comforts of of the city they grew up in or where they studied in, but my advice would be to to give a regional city or a township, you know, a look or a chance. And if a, if a job opportunity comes up, the, the sense of community. And people are down to earth in these regional areas. And if you're a good person and willing to work hard and and go the extra mile for someone, you can make a, a name for yourself very very quickly in these regional centres. I suppose like if you're already interested in working in the regional area, my advice would be similar: like work hard, be honest, and, and sort of like just remember that if if you do get a, a very good name for yourself quickly, the opposite can also apply in these smaller areas. But yeah, that that would be sort of my advice. And and if you do find yourself working in these regional areas, I, I would suggest in, entrenching yourself in the community through sporting groups or any local groups for that matter. Um, get get involved in community events. This helps you meet new people. It's also an excellent networking tool. Um, getting your own name out there in in some of these regional areas as well. Yeah, excellent. Great tips. Great advice. Well. Thanks for listening to The Voice of Value. Today we shared our time with Tom Kasky, a certified practicing valuer at Optian. Thank you, Tom. No worries at all, Ben. Thank you very much for having me. Please join us again for future episodes. You can find us on all leading podcast platforms.